Well, good morning and welcome to your DIY Health Radio here on the Spreaker Radio Network and simulcasting on free conference call. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. And this program is meant to provide natural healing information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I search for and present to my listeners natural modalities that simply assist and augment the body's ability to heal itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing that's missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself health h-e-a-l-t-h your diy health.com there's all kinds of information there all the products we talk about are there including the itera care device which is featured prominently at the top of the home page and uh, there's lots of information about that we've got downloadable flyers and brochures there's a link to youtube playlist it has over 140 videos talking about the technology how it's used and testimonials from people all over the world that have had life-changing miraculous results using these things and then there's also a link to the dedicated website for the device where you can find more information more testimonials and the order now button and right now um We have an end of summer special that has been extended through the 24th of this month, which is this coming Sunday, and you can get two wands for $500. That's two um, uh, classic wands that are normally $380 a piece or normally $600 or $760 for two. Today and uh, through Sunday, you can get two for $500. The instructions are on the site as to how you go about placing the order. Just make sure that you put your name in the remarks box. When you get to the point where you see a remarks box, that's that's Malaysian for your name. <laughs> anyway, if you do that, everything will be just fine, and we will uh, get your wand to wands to you within uh, two to three days. Pretty good deal. So uh, take care, take charge of that, and then also while you're on the main website, be sure and hit the radio shows tab, and at the top of the page, you'll see the link to the archive page set up through Castbox.fm. And if you scroll down a little, you'll see the information on the shows we do, when they're on, and how you listen. And at the bottom of the page is the link to the Facebook page set up for the show, as well as the Telegram channel. Okay, so that being said, keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests, and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Spreaker Radio Network, Free Conference Call, their owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say in this show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health or wealth issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only. So that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping off point to do your own research and due diligence to make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. All righty then. We're going to uh, jump right into things. And since, like I said, I mentioned about the uh, special for the um, iTeraCare wands, um, I've got a about a 24-minute video. Well, it's not even that long because the first couple of minutes is just, uh, I have to queue up to where the beginning of the video is. Um, got a couple of really, really good testimonies. Uh, every Sunday, Prife International, uh, which is the company that owns iTeraCare and has worldwide distribution rights for these things, uh, does a live stream on, on YouTube. 
and uh, Dr. James Ong is the uh, host of the uh, live streams, and then they have usually one or two people uh, from somewhere in the world that have a great testimony. And there's real, two really good ones here uh, that I'd like to play for you, and we're going to set it up so anybody on free conference call will be able to see the um, uh, in the video streaming. So that's all set. So without any further ado, we're going to uh, get into today's or yesterday or Sunday's um, Prife International live stream number sixty-eight. It is. And it's also posted on the um, uh, Facebook or the uh, YouTube playlist that I have linked on the main website. So here we go. Welcome, welcome back to our live stream. And once a week, we get to feature stories, inspirational lives, wonderful testimonies from around the world. And today, we have two amazing stories from the United States. And um, Without much further ado, I would like to invite, first of all, our guest, Marilyn. And uh, she has a very interesting story, but not so much about herself, but about her grandson. Now, um, welcome, Marilyn, and good morning to you. I know good it's morning. very early. Thank you so much for really making an effort <laughs> to share this story. When I first read this story uh, on Facebook, I was really touched and I thought, well, people people need to know because uh, this involves a lot of people out there with uh, stage three and stage four kidney problem. Okay. Now, before we introduce you to talk about your grandson, with your permission, can I show his photo? Yes, okay. please. So that uh, our viewers can get an idea. So tell us about um, Christian. Is that right? That's right, Christian. Yeah. So tell us about uh, Christian and how his problem started. Okay. Well, Christian is going to be uh, 30 years old at the end of this month. Uh, Christian has been a tattoo artist since he was about 12 or 13 years old. Got to be pretty famous. He was touring. Um, and uh, we live in Kentucky, but he met a girl that was going to the University of Kentucky and he moved with her to Columbus and was tattooing there and full of life and figure. One day in uh, April of, I'm going to give you a little bit of the backstory, April of 2021, yeah. I got a phone call from his girlfriend that he was in the hospital. And I said, what do you mean he's in the hospital? And she said, well, he's all right, but his blood pressure's a little high. So anyway, I got a hold of his mother and she went right up there to Columbus. Well, it seems like what happened was he had just come back from Hawaii tattooing and he saw all these black spots in front of his eyes. So he thought it was just from hours and hours of tattooing. So he went to get an eye exam and they kept taking his blood pressure. Next thing, an ambulance shows up and he's in the hospital for the next 15 days in the University of Kentucky, uh, Columbus Hospital that his blood pressure was so outrageous, they'd never seen anybody live with blood pressure that high. So anyway, she, my daughter, his mother brought him home and started uh, doctoring here at the University of Kentucky, who said the same thing, they'd never seen anybody with blood pressure that high. And uh, they also wanted to study him, but it was a very bleak period because he was used to being active and now 
they were feeding him all this medicine and everything. And uh, so that's when they, and his feet started swelling and that's when they diagnosed that he had uh, chronic kidney disease. And it went from, I guess, two to three to four. Uh, at, at that stage, he was already, his vision was already impaired at that time. At, at that, his vision yeah. had started going down at first it started a little bit and then it got so that he could see out of the corner of his eye. If he looked at you, he had to look sideways since he'd lost the front vision, but he could see peripherally and it okay. started going down and down and down. And of course, uh, there was about, I'll have to tell you, there's a gap in there of about six months where he went pretty dark, very, wow. very, very, uh, he's a young man. He was a world traveler. He was uh, <laughs> vivacious. <laughs> And he was full of life. And it, eventually, now he is completely blind. He sees nothing. It's black. Um, so we concentrated on his... Uh, uh, he had to go every month, sometimes every three weeks, and they would test him, and his kidneys kept getting worse. So when you say his kidneys get getting worse, you're referring to the creatinine level that right. kept climbing up, right? Right. Yes. And, um, so that one is not good when the creatinine level goes up, right? For our viewers who may not know. And then the GFR, right? Um, was granular filtration rate is sort of like going down, right? Sort of going down. Yes, yeah. not sort of going down. So those, those are the two um, figures. One is going up, which is not good. The other one is coming down, which is not good. Yeah. And uh, so from stage two to stage three and stage four, right? Right. Yeah. Eventually went to four. And um, so I looked everywhere. It's being, a, and I've always been into natural stuff. And I looked and looked and looked. Because there's a lot of stuff out there on the internet. If you've got stage four, we can help you. This, that. I, don't ask me how. I prayed that I found something. Well, I found this this magic wand magic wand the magic wand i know, I I know. Just a, I oh wow yeah it looks beautiful and so i figured i got a hold of somebody i didn't go i got a hold of somebody and it was um march march of uh no june i think i got the wand in june i, I got the numbers here that you shared uh if that may help you uh, yeah. So March, the creatinine level was 4.7 and right. the GFR was 15. And then in April, it the creatinine level came down and the GFR went up, which is good, right? Right. So and also the doctor us, yes. said, he, Christian told his doctor what we were doing. He said, my grandmother has this, this uh, device. She said that is... Uh, <laughs> wow. uh, natural healing and she just said well whatever you're doing keep it up and keep it up just ask, keep doing it don't stop okay didn't ask what it was nothing i kept saying to him because his mother always takes him to the doctor because i have a little different i initially bought the one for yeah. my to help myself which it has that's a whole different story okay anyway and, uh you know tell so, us uh, i'm sure a lot of viewers would like to know um how did you do it like i mean did you blow how did you blow on him and did he drink the wandered water and you know kind of just 
Think so this is when when it got to the point that they were going to put he had the very next appointment when he went to the hospital and we took I took him for his blood test and they called him back that night and said things are way off way off and they immediately called he stayed in the hospital they called in the team the transplant team and they were going to put a port in and then by month that was Friday by Monday his numbers have sort of settled down a little bit. And so they so, let him. So he know. was going to go on a dialysis um, treatment. He's he, already met with the transplant. They, they already team. put the pot in there for him. They hadn't. No, they hadn't put the pot they in. But he they wanted to. With, okay. He had met with the team, and yeah. they were talking about the port because his numbers every month were I so know, going yeah. bad. Yeah. So I I begged him. I said, in the thing you said, I begged the doctor, but it was him that I begged. I said, Christian, can Mama try that? Mama, I'm a Mama in Kentucky. I live in Kentucky. That's a, he said, what, whatever you think it'll help, Mama. And I said, let's put it in God's hands. I said, and let's try it. So at first, because I had read every stitch of information from everybody that I could possibly read about the Itericare wand, everything. So I knew not to jump in. Uh, my instinct was to set him down and blowing for hours and hours and hours and make him drink as much water as I could. But I know that I couldn't, especially because his kidneys were bad. He shouldn't have a lot of. So I we did yeah. the wanded water. And mm -hmm. at first he only drank like a, uh, maybe six or eight ounces. Okay. And then I do, so I you do, gradually, gradually increase. Yeah, gradually, very gradually. For a period of about two weeks, we just did the water. I would bring him over because he lives with his mom now. And uh, and uh, so we would do the water. And then I started I only started like every day. Then we did the water before and afterwards when I started wanding and, and we did the hands, the hands and the feet and behind mm -hmm. his knees and a little bit only like two minutes down his back so i did that for about uh another two weeks and then i increased it to five minutes now I, this is monday through friday i did it every day mostly every day except maybe uh, a couple times when he had died because he was doctoring at that time with the counselor for his depression obviously he was in deep depression i can understand and, uh, and uh, so eventually he tolerated it well he seemed his his he had, was very angry too very yeah. angry yeah and um so eventually we moved up and now then i would do his kid oh and then i did his kidneys i forgot about his kidneys sorry okay we did his hands and his feet and behind his knees sometimes under his arm depending on how he felt and then I did it started in his kidneys in the back because he'd say I'd say I don't know where your kidneys are and he said well I do and he'd go like that he said <laughs> yeah. say, he said I had that uh, being told in a live stream as well they didn't know where the kidneys were and they just blew around it or what they thought the you know kidneys yeah. were placed <laughs> and it worked anyway so, so eventually we got up to 30 minutes on each kidney and okay. then down the back in the hands so the last time he the so the, as you can see from the screen the last time he went his creatine had gone down to 3.1 and his gfr was 26. now he that Amazing. still puts him in stage four but if we can get it to 30 i think is stage three which 
everything that I've read, you you're not supposed to be able to go from four to three. Yeah. Well, now the last the last time he went, they didn't talk about putting in a port. They didn't talk about him meeting with the transport team anymore. And she said, "You're doing so good. Whatever you're doing, keep it up." And she don't want to see him till October. So I have no new numbers. And that's well, the story. The numbers are certainly. And this is up. what did it. This I right know. here. I <laughs> Thank, God. Thank God for that. And whatever you're doing, keep doing it. All right. And uh, definitely, the numbers are heading in the right direction. And in the right direction. You know, Marilyn, I I can feel your grandson and yourself and your daughter and everyone all within the family. I mean, you never asked for, he never asked for such thing to happen to him. And I can only wish him all the very best and continue to blow Thank on him. You. Don't, don't give up. And I think with your faith and your belief, it will help a lot more. So Thank you so much, uh, Marilyn. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Amazing testimony because there's a lot of people out there right now who are suffering from kidney diseases and they just don't know what to do. So thank you, Marilyn. Thank you. Wow. Very touching story, you know. And uh, I believe those of you who are watching or who knows of someone with similar kind of problems, give it a go. I mean, at the end of the day, you have nothing to lose right? And uh, certainly, uh, sometimes, you know, when people are hopeless, and they're willing to try, you'll be surprised, and you'll be amazed uh, as to the results <laughs> that can be, you know, visible right before you, okay? So some people believe that, you know, um, to see is to believe, but I, I, I look at it another way. To believe is to see. So you, you got to believe first, you know. <laughs> now, we have another wonderful story um, coming from the US as well. And can we please welcome Stephanie? Right, Stephanie, sorry to keep you waiting. And uh, <laughs> thank you so much for, again, um, waking up early and coming to um, our live stream. And you have a wonderful uh healing story but before we get into that can you just kind of like guide us through about what really happened to you about you know the mold uh, problem that you know uh got onto you i, I believe in the early 2000s right and yes. just, just guide us through what happened um i got so sick from working in a water damaged building um it it totally and completely debilitated me where I was bedridden. Um, I have not worked since uh, probably 2004. Um, I have struggled with this for years. I've been to so many different doctors. I've tried every kind of treatment imaginable. And uh, some things worked, some things didn't. It messed up my adrenals. It messed up my thyroid. Um, that has been a real struggle, the, both of those. Um, fast forward to um, COVID, I ended up with COVID in um, 20, well, I'm trying to remember the first time I had it, 2021, because yeah. um, I've, I've had it three times now. <laughs> wow, so three times. The huh? first, 
Yeah. The first time I had it, um, it, it really did a number on me where I could not even function. I ended up, um, seeing a holistic, uh, functional medicine doctor, um, a few hours for me. And that's how I originally found out about using frequency as a, a healing agent. Um, that and going into her clinic and using her device helped me so much, but I could not continue to keep going up there when I got COVID the second time. Um, I ended up one of my friends who is actually a, um, the Colorado stockist. She is the one that told me about the, the, the Itera care. And so, um, it was after I had COVID the second time that I got the device. And once again, I was not able to even function really. And my husband was having to do pretty much everything. We have a farm and we have a lot of animals and, um, he was taking care of everything for us. Um, wow. must have been a really tough time. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, that device changed everything for me. Um, did you drink the wandered water as well? I mean, yeah. how, how, what kind yeah. of protocol did you follow? Can you guide us through? Um, I had to go slow with the water. It, it was, um, cause to me, it, I could tell immediately, uh, with my energy level with the, with the water, but, um, <laughs> Uh, it, it was kind of strong, but it was wow. very good. It's a very good experience for me. I, um, I can't imagine not having it now. Wow. It you, really, felt, you, 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 you felt it. Um, yes, yes. Amazing. Um, it, it definitely changed my energy level and, yeah. um, and, and I used the device, uh, twice a day, um, on my adrenals, uh, Mm -hmm. Um, in my lungs and my, and my gut, because that's the, that's really what COVID hit the hardest for yeah. me. And, yeah. um, it has made a huge, huge difference in my life. And another thing also you mentioned is you used to have this brain fog. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I wanted my head a lot <laughs> and my eyes. Yes. Um, I had, I had dry eye before I had COVID, but mm -hmm. after I had COVID, it made the dry eye worse. But, mm -hmm. um, after wanding my face, the dry eye has, I mean, it's, it's pretty much completely gone at this point. So wow. I mean, you also mentioned that, you know, you don't spend so much on beauty products, but your friends notice maybe the change or the glow or something different. Yes. About <laughs> yeah. Everyone has noticed my skin. Um, that's the only thing that's different is is the wanding, and um, I, I, it wasn't like I was going for that. But I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. One. <laughs> well, as I always say, it's a wonderful side effect. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And also another wonderful, uh, you know, story that you shared with me is about your pet dog, right? Uh, it's yes. still a work in progress. Uh, we'll come to that. But can I share his uh, photos? Yes. Okay. So this is your pet dog and you discovered this kind of like a tag, right? Yes. And then the tag became kind of reddish here. And then you started blowing one, one, you know, one thing on him. Am I right? Okay. Yes. And then this black stuff. Wow. And eventually it dropped off. Am I yeah. right? That's right. So, so that was what happened, but it came back again, as you mentioned a while ago. It came back yes. again. So you're starting the whole thing all over again. So obviously, yes. 
as I said, um, the root cause hasn't been solved, right? The, the root cause. So that's right. why there's a recurrence. And um, what will you do this time around? This time, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> this time, I'm <laughs> going to keep on wanting, period. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, It'll I guess, uh, I mean, animals just like us, we are all living things and we are made of energy. And I guess when our energy is fixed, you know, through this wonderful device, uh, either through blowing or through drinking the energy water, uh, our cells will become stronger. And it has the ability to do what it's supposed to do. And that's the yeah. only explanation that I can find. And why humans as well as animals, as we have already seen so many uh, sharing before, uh, it seems to work. And it works on plants as well. You can blow on the water and, you know, uh, you're a farmer, right? So <laughs> try on your plants. You'll be amazed. Um, it's going to work all the same because plants are also energy and uh, you're going to get amazing result. So apart from that, do you have anything else you would like to share with us about this wonderful uh, one? I mean, have you shared it with your friends or loved ones? Um, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Anybody that's listening to me. <laughs> um, because truly... I, I can't imagine. Um, I'm so thankful for this product. Um, it has, it's changed my life and um, I'm, I'm just every day I'm, I'm grateful for it. And I tell anyone who will listen. <laughs> wow. Well, it's paying forward, you know, and uh, something that worked for you. And that's why you're here, despite the fact that it's pretty early for you. So thank you so much, uh, Stephanie, for coming forward to share your story. And hopefully uh, this time around, your pet dog will not have a recurrence of this problem. All right. I, and, I believe it. And I'll share more pictures when that happens. <laughs> yeah. And may you continue to glow and look younger. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Wow. So we have amazing uh, sharing testimonies from these people today. And those of you, uh, give it a try. You have nothing to lose and more to gain. So thank you for watching and see you again next week. Bye. Medical disclaimers. iTerra Classic and iTerra Pro are not medical devices. The information provided on our website is for educational purposes only and does not substitute for professional medical advice. Please consult a medical professional or healthcare provider if you are seeking medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment. Priif International shall not be liable for risks or issues associated with using or acting upon the information on our website. Priif International shall not be liable or responsible for the actions, misrepresentations, or negligence of our members who are independent contractors. Fantastic. Two great uh, testimonials. And um, again, you can get two ones for the price of $500, uh, a $260 savings. Just go to yourdiyhealth.com. Uh, that's my website. W that's Y-O-U-R, D-I-Y, like do it yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. And right at the top of the page, you'll see the information on uh, the iTeraCare. And there's information there. It tells you how to place the order if you want uh, two of them for 500 You can still just get one for 380 if you want. But uh, 
uh, for just $120 more, you can get another one. So um, it's always good to have a spare, one that you can share with other folks and still not have to worry about not having yours at home still. So, uh, you know, great way to do it. Take advantage of it while you can. And if you have any questions, you can hit the contact me button, either send an email or call and leave a message, and we'll get back with you as quick as we can. And we'll do everything we can to get you on the right track and get your questions taken care of. But I um, thought that would be a good thing to start out with. Um, you know, and this is something that, you know, the way things are going, you never know when uh, society is going to go belly up and, uh, your local doctor may not be available. Your local pharmacy may not be available. Uh, local grocery stores may not be available. It's getting really crazy in certain parts of the uh, country and and the world. Um, you never know when the supply chain is going to be disrupted again. And uh, this is something that literally every home should have at least one. Personally, I have about six. <laughs> but... Um, yeah you know you can uh, you can use these things um when when you don't have access to anything else these can help you out um and it's simply giving your body what it needs so the body can fix itself well got more news about the shots <laughs> one in a million shot covid vaccines only helps one person avoid covid death out of every one million jabs delivered cdc confirms good grief now if you go from uh what we had heard in the past with uh old president poopy pants if you get the shot you're not gonna get covid you're not gonna get sick and of course he's had the shot and he's been sick four or five times and uh, all the rest of them lying through their teeth about how great these bioweapons are and now the truth is finally starting to leak out a little bit the latest data about Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19 injections suggests that they only help one person per every one million people injected to avoid death by COVID. And I don't even know how they figured that out because there's no way to prove a negative. You know, you can give all the shots in the world and that doesn't mean that somebody doesn't get sick because of the shot. Maybe they just didn't get sick because they're healthy. Hmm. <laughs> The U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention, also known as the COVID death cult, now states it is in its newest data sets that per, uh, per million doses in 12 to 17-year-olds over six months, zero to one deaths have been prevented. Yeah, you had to throw that zero in there because that's closer to the truth. <laughs> in other words, it's entirely likely that zero out of every one million people jabbed for the Fauci flu skips death. But for the sake of arguing in favor of the shots doing anything other than killing people, we'll go with one out of every million, which is still dismal. We know for a fact that many people, than uh, many more than one, mil one out of a million injected, is injured or killed by the shots themselves. Oh, yeah. Which means that even uh, a one out of a million success rate is not actually a success. And if the true number is closer to zero rather than one, then these shots are death shots and nothing more. Pretty much. That's what I've been saying for since they've been out. While some believe that the injections are not effective at all, myself included, 
Others think that they cause more harm than good, <laughs> myself included. The, uh, writes uh, Sanchari Gosh from uh, Sports, Sports Kida Health and Fitness. With the relation put forward by the COVID death cult regarding the efficacy of coronavirus vaccines against death prevention, questions surrounding their effectiveness have been at an all-time high. Reading CDC data closely actually shows that zero deaths are prevented out of every one million people injected. That's what I was saying, much more accurately. This establishment is still pushing the false narrative that COVID jabs cause the human immune system to produce antibodies that are capable of fighting the latest strain to be coronavirus, though there is no evidence to prove it. From the very beginning, Gosh confirms even the government itself has never claimed, at least officially, that the shots prevent infection or death. At best, they are said to reduce serious symptoms that may require hospitalization. Whoopee! <laughs> oh, man. Truth be told, zero deaths are prevented out of every million people injected for COVID. The CDC simply put it as a zero to one death preventable to make it seem like they are doing something when in reality, they do nothing except destroy humanity. Again, from the at CDC Gov's own data, 1 million mRNA COVID shots for teens will prevent 0 to 1 COVID deaths and cause 100,000 to 200,000 severe side effects. And that's a low number there, too. Tweeted Alex Berenson, formerly of the New York Times, about the matter. Yes, you read that right. <laughs> Somewhere between zero and one person will be saved, and between 100,000 and 200,000 minimum will have severe side effects, and out of that, thousands will die. In the comments at Natural News, one of our readers wrote that the newest booster shots from Pfizer and Moderna only boost death, not life. <laughs> that's, a, that's an astute reader. It's not a booster, it's a killer, this person wrote. Another wrote that COVID injections and the push for people to take them against their own better judgment has been a worldwide IQ test, or maybe better to call it a common sense test. Yeah, and if you took the jab, you failed the test. I'm still somewhat surprised at the number of people with a high IQ who seriously lack the common sense, <laughs> lack in the common sense department, this person added. You have to hand it to the MK Ultra people. They really know what they're doing, sadly. Others speculate that this latest COVID jab series will combine with the earlier COVID jab series to alter people's DNA and ultimately kill millions more people. And I suggest you go back and listen to the replay. I think it was last Wednesday's show um, in the afternoon where we covered the information on um, the uh, uh, graphene oxide that's in these shots and how it can be used along with 5G phone technology as a payload delivery system for toxins and bioweapons and other things. So basically, anybody who's had one of these shots, potentially... All they have to do is dial in a certain frequency on the 5G phone system, and if you're within range of one of those towers, your body will produce a voltage 
that will cause the graphene oxide to release its payload and you'll either get sick or drop dead. And that can happen to millions and millions of people all around the world at the push of a button. Gee, what a great way to uh, reduce population very quickly. Because there's uh, right now the best numbers are 20 million have died worldwide from the jabs and another 2 billion have had serious adverse events. So imagine that. And if only 2 billion have had the adverse events, I think there's somewhere around 4 to 6 billion allegedly that have had the shots worldwide. And if they push the button and all those people drop dead, hmm. Of course, you got to remember that about 50% of the jabs distributed were nothing more than saline solution. So yeah, we're going to we're going to give you this jab and protect you and there's people out there that actually were thinking these things worked. They got saline solution they think they're protected so they're ready to go take more jabs because nothing happened to them and eventually they'll get the real mccoy with the payload that when the button button is pushed boop, that's the end of them good grief what a what a way to go but yeah the guy was right the mk ultra people really know what they're doing for most people these goofy suckers that are you know willing to take it anyway and uh, those who do survive will be too sick to fight back, this commenter added. <laughs> In other words, if you think that vaccine 1.0 side effects were bad, you ain't seen nothing yet. Vaccine 2.0 will be far worse, another added. For the latest news about COVID jabs can be found at vaccines.news. And going right along with that, there, you know, the push now, you know, we went all through this garbage about uh, making people take the jabs for their jobs and all that kind of stuff. And uh, here we go. The Providence Hospital System, largest Catholic healthcare system in America, imposed mandate for newest COVID jabs. Employee refusal could result in termination. Well, guess what? <laughs> Taking the jab could also result in real termination. Yeah, they push that button and down you go. Nation's lar the nation's largest Roman Catholic healthcare system is among the first to mandate the new Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19 injection for its employees. And you think they would have access to the CDC's information showing that nobody in a million jabs survives <laughs> or or actually is saved from death so why are these so-called intelligent medical people still pushing these toxic bioweapons on their employees good question it's in uh, wait a minute in its in our circle app providence hospital system a not-for-profit healthcare organization with more than 50 hospitals a thousand clinics and 120,000 employees notified all employees, including those who are already fully jabbed and boosted, that they must take the all-new Fauci flu shots from either Pfizer or Moderna or else be forced to take unpaid leave or even lose their jobs entirely. Here we go, round two. The announcement states that all employees must take the new shots because we've all heard 
that cases of COVID-19 are on the rise and the latest updates to COVID-19 injections are proving effective. Yeah, really? (laughs) At killing people just like the others. At preventing serious illness from, from these latest strains. Said who? They haven't even done any testing on the stupid things. I'll tell you what. Anybody who works for a hospital in this day and age is, what are you thinking? My wife is a registered nurse and has been working in the hospital system for better better part of 40 years. And um, recently uh, left the hospital system. And even though she had a couple of shots at doing travel nursing, uh, going to uh, different parts, you know, the most recent one was Indianapolis. Um, And when we submitted, you know, everything was good to go. They hired her. They said, we're looking great. And then we submitted our paperwork, which was including um, our paperwork that said, don't, you're not going to remove any income taxes and you're going to pay her what she make and what she earns. And here's our religious uh, exemption for all injections of any kind. And immediately they sent back, well, you got to take the DTAP, the um diphtheria or tdap or whatever the tetanus diphtheria and pertussis jab which has been recalled by the way (laughs) but twice now in two different travel nursing applications the same thing happened the second we submitted the paperwork they said you got to take the dtap vaccine he said no we don't and that was their excuse to get her out of the contract and uh not take her after all i said if you keep applying for these people, you're absolutely nuts. So she recently got a job with a, uh, a physician-owned um, uh, eye center. They do all kinds of things, but mostly on the eyes. And um, she's loving it there. And they haven't given one. They took all the paperwork, no problem, and haven't uh, given her any issues. And... Uh, they've been very 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 nice and they recently said would you mind if uh she's working four 10-hour days and right now she's got wednesdays off while she's being trained but eventually it'll be some other day they thought it would be thursday and they said recently uh would you mind terribly if uh, instead of thursdays off we give you fridays off (laughs) it's like hmm along with saturday and sunday and then every holiday on monday is a four-day weekend that way uh i think i could be persuaded (laughs) oh thank you for being so flexible it's like that that's that's a good place to work there (laughs) but anyway yeah anybody who's still working in the hospital system basically they're idiots because the only way they can stay there is take the jabs and if they took the jabs, what the heck are you thinking? You are crazy. You're playing Russian roulette. And you got to bet, you know, the odds of, you know, getting taken one shot that 50% are placebo, saline, you know, that's not bad. You know, you get half the 50-50 chance. Of course, the other 50%, those people are anywhere from having severe uh, adverse events or they're dead. So, you know, that's quite a trade-off, but the chance of getting the the saline solution every time when you go through all the boosters and everything, that's pretty slim. 
and you're really really playing the odds if if you if you get sailing every time you should be playing something out in uh, vegas or buying lottery tickets because you're the luckiest sucker on the face of the earth but anyway you know working or even <laughs> let alone i would not go to a hospital let alone work in one i'll tell you what great place to go if you want to die especially now you know if you want to die one of the best places in the world is uh, elmhurst, elmhurst hospital in new york uh that was ground zero for covid and there wasn't a person that went in there that came out alive back in the original uh covid deal um read uh, undercover Representative nurse by aaron olszewski fantastic book and it covers it all they were literally killing people in there murdering them and she had one patient that she was nursing back to health and on purpose they transferred her to a different part of the hospital and when she got back the guy was dead they had killed him he was a day or so from being released when she left him and when she got back she checked on him immediately and he was he was in a body bag they literally killed people you went in there for a hangnail and you came out in a body bag they were making money hand over fist you know of course everybody got covid tested and of course then everybody tested positive because of the bs pcr test and the second they test positive well there's thirteen thousand dollars and then they put them on a ventilator there's another thirty nine thousand dollars they were making between 50 and 100 grand on every single person they killed why not because they weren't making much at all if they saved them and got them out of there so hey let's just you know that's that's what people are for they're fodder for us to make money absolutely disgusting system anyway um yeah the announcement states that all employees must take the new shots uh, because we've all heard the cases of covid are on the rise and the latest updates to the covid jabs are proving effective at preventing illness from the latest strains even though the new shots were never tested for safety on a single human being Providence Hospital System has decided that in accordance with the updated COVID-19 injection policy, all caregivers need to receive the most up-to-date COVID-19 injection available. Providence Hospital System operates hospitals and clinics in Alaska, California, Montana, Oregon, Texas, Washington, and Wyoming. Breaking mandatory (laughs) COVID vaccine for healthcare workers. And, um, yeah, this is actually on there. This is a picture of updated vaccines coming to combat COVID-19 variants. Our updated COVID-19 vaccination policy requires caregivers to receive up-to-date COVID-19 vaccines or submit a declination. <laughs> oh, boy. And when you decline, you're going to lose your job. You can count on it. Providence family of organizations. We've all heard of cases of COVID-19 around the rise. We've updated our COVID-19 vaccination policy, and caregivers need to receive the most up-to-date COVID-19 injection available. Here are some key requirements we'd like you to be aware of. One, all caregivers need the newest vaccine to provide proof and to provide proof of vaccination by November 30th. Caregivers who choose not to receive a vaccine may submit a declination form if they already have an approved exemption on file. They will not need to submit a declination this season. (laughs) Approved. And again, that's what really gets me. There is no approval. If you have a religious exemption, 
that is not something to be approved or denied. It is something to be acknowledged and followed. You have an absolute right, and it's protected by the Constitution and federal law. When you put the, the employer on notice that you are to, you have a, uh, your religion because of your, your religion, you are refusing to be injected, that's it. There's no approval process needed. And that's where so many of these people freak out. And that's why my wife has had one. She'd had one on file since 2012 when they first started asking people to take the flu shots way back then at the hospital she was at. We submitted one. And it was, you know, they, they accepted it and all that kind of stuff. Not that they had a choice. But uh, the way it was written, it basically put them on the hot seat they didn't have a choice but to you know say okay you got us (laughs) and then when covid came along they wanted another one and we told them says look this thing as it's written covers all injections not just flu shots everything including covid so we just we you know we got to send in another one so we sent in the same thing again (laughs) it was exactly it was just a copy of the original and lo and behold, they approved it. <laughs> they knew they didn't have any choice because uh, it was done as an, uh, a lawful affidavit, a sworn affidavit. And they would have, in order to refute it, they would have to have someone to basically do an affidavit saying that what she was saying was false. And they couldn't because it, they had no way of saying that. So anyway... We broke it off in their backsides, basically. But um, that's what really gets me about these places, an approved exemption. You know, the thing is, the problem is people are ignorant. And um, I went to a, uh, when, when, this, when COVID was first getting started, I went to a uh, seminar with my wife. It was in a church in, somewhere in Columbus. And there was probably about 500 people there, and I would say probably 80% were from the same hospital my wife was at. And it was, uh, they had an attorney from Zanesville, it's about an hour or so away from us, uh, come in to discuss religious exemptions. And, you know, a religious exemption is based on your religious convictions. You know, these are things that because of my faith, I will not do. You know, and some person actually got up and said well if they don't approve my exemption which which vaccine you think would be the safest one to take and i looked at them and i wanted to yell out said what the heck are you even doing here you aren't you aren't qualified for a religious exemption because obviously to you this is just another attempt at getting around the system you don't have any true religious convictions that you're facing here because your thing is, if it's not approved, then you walk away. Say, see ya. Or you say, I will not take the thing. Do what you're going to do, but I won't take it, period. That's the attitude people got to have. And unfortunately, most people don't have those kind of convictions anymore. You know, they're, they're few and far between. Anyway, uh, related. Remember when Pope Francis, the top dog in the Roman Catholic Church, called for a new world order in which all human slaves are fully injected? Hmm. 
I'll tell you what, it's rather interesting, you know, the, the insanity that is the Catholic Church. One, one thing, they're out there protesting at abortion clinics, you know, about the right to life. And then on the other hand, they're making their own people take these death shots and saying that you don't have the right to protect your own life. You can go out and protest about babies being killed, but you can't protest about yourself potentially being killed by these jabs. What hypocrisy. Anyway, in order to keep their jobs and not be punished, all Providence Hospital System employees must show proof of injection by November 30th. Those who choose to forego the shot will need to submit a declination form, which means they will be removed from the schedule, placed on unpaid leave, and may be subject to termination. Caregivers who are fully remote and never report to an office are encouraged to be vaccinated but are not required to participate. <laughs> the health care provider did state, oh my goodness. Ironically, Providence Health Hospital System claims to be an organization that welcomes and provides care and support to all, especially those who are poor and vulnerable. So much for freedom of choice. The further irony in all of this is that pretty much all vaccines, COVID jabs included, contain ingredients derived from aborted babies. The Roman Catholic Church has long stood against abortion, so why is one of the most prominent and well-known health care systems forcing employees to take shots that involves baby murder? If you work at a job that wants to kill you, you owe it to yourself and your family to get a new job, one commenter wrote. These people are completely insane. Exactly. It's time to overwhelm them with lawsuits, responded another. Probably, you know, just get, you know... And that's one of the things that people were talking about is getting an attorney and doing a class action suit. Um, so the, the cost is spread out amongst many people. But that that's what needs to be done. You know, the, the people need to get together and say, we are not as a group, as an entire employee center, we are not going to take these things. Go ahead and fire us and see who you have left to work your jobs. You know, they can't get rid of everybody or the, the hospital will close. And that's the idea that has to be taken place there. It has to be mass overall, complete 100% saying no. Providence doctors, nurses, and other employees should simply walk out, effectively closing down these medical centers. Yeah, that would save lives. <laughs> you know, everybody talks about, well, when, when the... Um, during the first COVID, you know, they closed the hospitals and people were refused uh, surgeries and they refused this and refused that and refused the other things. You know, I bet you the numbers that died were nowhere near the over a million that die every year at the hands of MDs because they're functioning. So honestly, I think it would be a net increase in life saved if every hospital and MD's office in the country were shut down. Think about that. If you want to see the basis for that, go to my website, yourdiyhealth.com, click on the support info tab, and right at the top of that page is Death by Medicine. And this is a paper that was written by several prominent physicians and researchers many, many years ago. And at that time, it was saying between 780,000 and a million people died at the hands of MDs every year. I sincerely doubt there were a million people that died because they didn't get that surgery or they couldn't get that treatment. 
there were, I'm sure there were some. But the thing is, is those people, if they would, if they didn't have the crutch that is has become the medical system in this country, they would have sought out things that would actually have cured them rather than just nursed their problem along by management, which is the MD way. They believe there is no cure for anything. They don't know what the cause is. They don't know what the, what the solution is. All they know what the drug is or the surgery is to manage it. And if all those people were shut down, then the folks that had these issues would have had no choice but to actually seek out things that work, like nutrition, like iTeraCare ones. Many of the things that people were denied access to could have been fixed by nutrition and or the iTeraCare one. But the easy way is to take a pill or just get cut into. That's what people have been trained and indoctrinated with for years and years and years, and that's the only thing they know because they don't ever look for anything else. And that's what keeps the system going. That's why billions and billions of dollars and the same people that believe in that allopathic medical system are the same ones that believe in vaccines they need to change their line of thought anyway let's see here um uh, the providence doctors nurses simply walk out shutting down the medical center suggest another they are plenty there are plenty of healthcare jobs out there Numerous others noted the convenient timing of all this as COVID 2.0 seems to be arriving right on schedule just in time for the 2024 presidential election. Oh, but you're not supposed to notice that. Come on now, close your eyes, get your head back in the sand. The new virus is COVID MIB, <laughs> which is mail-in ballot virus, one joked, and the 24 steel continues. Liberals don't care what you do as long as it's mandatory, joked another. <laughs> Here's a real scary thought. Any hospital that would force vaccination makes me believe they'd vaccinate patients without consent. Oh, people have been, expressed another out of concern, especially those under sedation. You, you think? Many people have come out saying that I came out, I, w I went in for a surgery and I came out jabbed when it comes to covid jab mandates do not comply learn more at chemicalviolence.com well we might look at that later good grief uh, oh and right along with all the rest <laughs> secret pfizer report shows company knew since february 2021 they knew before that that its mrna covid jab was killing people well they knew it was killing people and then they knew it would kill people back in October 2020 and probably well before that, as I have the documents that show they knew it. <laughs> Unbeknownst to most, a Freedom of Information Act or FOIA request from back in 2021 produced what has come to be known as the Confidential Pfizer Report, showing that the vaccine giant has known all along that its Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19 jab is deadly. The mRNA injection caused more than 1,200 reported deaths and tens of thousands of reported adverse events that we know of just within the first two months of its release in mid-December 2020. 
There were also 23 reported cases of spontaneous abortions out of the 270 pregnancies and more than 2,000 reports of cardiac disorders. And that's just in roughly two months' time. 1,200 deaths, tens of thousands of adverse events, 23 spontaneous abortions or dead babies out of 270, so that's almost 10%, and those numbers have gone up. Now it's about 82% of all pregnant women injected will spontaneously abort or miscarry. And more than 2,000 reports of cardiac disorders in two months. Pfizer received all these reports by the end of February 2021, and the company itself confirmed that its jabs are responsible for manslaughter. Based on this evidence, Pfizer had a responsibility at that time under the law to immediately withdraw the injection, but it did no such thing. And technically at that point, anybody else injured should have an ability to sue because they had violated the rules. But courts won't go along with that. Instead, Pfizer would go on to inject hundreds of millions of people all around the world with its mRNA injections. And once again, thanks to approval from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, also known as the the Federal Death Administration, and acceptance by the U.S. Centers for the Disease Control, or the COVID death cult, Pfizer is once again mass injecting the public with even more mRNA shots. And you think they aren't going to be just as deadly as the originals? <laughs> Good grief. And they have the Pfizer report at this link. And I'm going to go there. And hopefully it's downloadable. Hmm. Oh, okay. I already have it. <laughs> this is the 5.6.3.6 cumulative analysis of both authorization adverse event reports of the PF0730248 or the BNT162B2 received through 28 February 2021. Yeah, page 39 and on is the killer there, but uh, it lists a couple thousand adverse events, and right in the middle of that is death. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, but um, I'll put the link on the telegram channel and in the chat room oops wrong place um gotta make sure i got my channel up there we go bingo and the chat room Kirby in the chat says, James 1-8, he is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. Yipper. <laughs> That's true. Um, okay, where was I? Pfizer isn't just guilty of manslaughter. The company is committing genocide with criminal intent. Had Pfizer immediately withdrawn its mRNA shots at the end of February 2021 after it received all these reports, then the manslaughter designation may have been applicable depending on how the revelation was handled. Because Pfizer has continued to distribute and administer them, this now falls into the category of mass genocide. Murder, as as opposed to manslaughter, implies criminal intent, reports Global Research. Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine constitutes a criminal act, 
From a legal standpoint, it is an act of murder applied worldwide to a target population of 8 billion people. So far, more than 60% of the world's population has been COVID-19 injected. What a bunch of dummies. According to the pharmacovigilance agreement currently in place, Pfizer is fully responsible for managing all post-authorization safety data on behalf of BioNTech, its COVID jab partner, which makes that company complicit in mass genocide as well. Less than three months following the official launch of Operation Warp Speed by the Trump administration, there was a total of 42,086 case reports, 25,379 medically confirmed, and 16,707 non-medically confirmed, containing 158,893 events, Global Research explains. Most cases, 34,762, were received from the United States, 13,739 from the United Kingdom, 13,404 from Italy, 2,578 from Germany, 1,913 from France. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Portugal, um, 866. Spain, 756. The remaining 7,324 were distributed among 56 other countries. Since all of this data is official and fully outlined in a report from Pfizer itself, it is undeniable. This is not some conspiracy theory. In other words, based on this, there is now plenty of evidence to formulate legal procedures against not just Pfizer and BioNTech, but also government agencies like the FDA and CDC, as well as the World Health Organization, or World Org Organization and the mass media. Check out the following interview with Caroline Melu of Lux Media and Professor Michael uh, Chazadowski as they discuss the secret FISA report and what the general public can, now do, uh, can do now to hold big pharma, big government, and big media responsible for perpetrating this mass genocide on the world. All righty then, let's go ahead and listen to some of this. I'm not sure how long it is. We'll see. Um, here we go. Do, 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 do. Hello, hi, everybody. Welcome to your show, uh, Political Landscape. We have uh, this uh, week uh, Professor Michel Sosudowski, and uh, in a recent article named The Killer Vaccine Worldwide 7.9 Billion People, he mentioned a very important subject regarding uh, a report published by Pfizer, and he will talk to us today. It is a very strong message, very important message, and we invite you to share the information, the video. Hello, Michel Zordowski. Yes, good afternoon. Delighted to be Hi. on the program. Welcome. Um, so, uh, essentially, l let me put it in a historical perspective, because it's very important. Uh, and uh, the mainstream media does not inform us as to what is going on. Uh, the the so-called mRNA vaccine uh, was launched in early November 2020. And then it was actually, it was, then it was implemented uh, at, in different countries, pretty much starting on in, in mid-December. Um, 
immediately following the launching of, of, uh, of the vaccine, there was evidence of adverse events as well as deaths resulting from the vaccine. And I should mention that's from official sources. Uh, I should mention that the most recent data um, in, the, in Canada, we don't publish that data, but it's published in the United States, the European Union, and in the United Kingdom. But based on the most recent data, April of this year, there were 70,000 deaths and 11 million adverse events uh, or adverse effects, uh, namely morbidity associated with the vaccine from its inception in, uh, in mid-December. And that's for the United Kingdom, the European Union, and the United States. This, these figures are based on reported cases. And um, I've consulted scientific reports on that. And uh, with regard to uh, the frequency or percentage of reporting, it's a very, very small percentage, something of the order of 3% actually report adverse events. Uh, so that these figures underestimate the real impacts of this vaccine. But nonetheless, 11 million um, adverse effects um, is, is substantial. And so is 70,000 deaths in these, as I said, United Kingdom, United States and European Union, where uh, data is collected. Now, all of this is official sources. This is a, these are official sources, okay? We can't simply refute them, okay? We might refute analysis of, of what was the real uh, level of mortality um, based on these uh, estimates, which represent a very small percentage uh, of the actual uh, uh, impacts because only some three or four percent uh, at best have been reported to the relevant authorities. Um, now, uh, let me flash forward. Um, well, let me flash forward to the end of February. Uh, the Pfizer, which is the largest actor in this uh, vaccine program, uh, conducted an internal confidential report. They say confidential report, uh, which extends from mid-December to the end of February. In other words, it's two and a half months. Now, um, in the course of two and a half months, they collected data from people who had taken the vaccine uh, and they came up with um, 1,200 reported deaths allegedly caused by the vaccine and tens of thousands of reported adverse, adverse events. And that was, uh, that was a, 
conducted in a period of two and a half months. And then there were cases of spontaneous abortions and, and, and pregnancies and reports of cardiac disorders and so on and so forth. But what I'm saying there is that that report uh, was based on a period of two and a half months and it was then released to the public under Freedom of Information in October of last year. Now, uh, people can consult that report. Uh, it's, a pu it's public. Uh, previously, it was confidential. In the United States, the FDA had access to it. It was in negotiation with Pfizer and so on and so forth. But what I'm, I'm saying is the following. Based on that report, which is an internal document of Pfizer and which is now being made public, the figures and tabulations of, of adverse events uh, as well as mortality should have led to the cancellation of the vaccine program. There was enough data there to corroborate the fact the vaccine is dangerous. I call it a killer, a killer vaccine. And it certainly is far more dangerous than the, than the virus. I mean, that statement, uh, which is repeated ad nauseum by the, by the media, the virus is, uh, is more dangerous than the vaccine. The virus is more dangerous than the vaccine. Absolute nonsense. Because first of all, the, the, the vaccine is similar to seasonal influenza. That's, and that's corroborated by, by scientific opinion. It, it's a WHO's definition. It's the CDC in the United States. It's similar to seasonal influenza. But here we're dealing with mortality and morbidity on a, on a significant scale. Now, what I'm saying is the following. Had that had the governments and the pharmaceutical companies acknowledged the initial data contained in Pfizer's confidential report, they would have, with a view to protecting citizens, men, women, and children, particularly children, they would have canceled that, that vaccination program because they had the data. And it wasn't a question of, of a peer reviewed by somebody who says, oh, no, they're dangerous. No, it's not. It's the, it is based on the report, the internal report of a major pharmaceutical com company. And from a legal standpoint, it, it qualifies in that first instance between December and the end of February as a case of manslaughter, homicide, unintentional. We didn't, we didn't know until we completed the, the study and we're sorry. Okay. I'm a pit. I'm obviously don't take me seriously in all those words, but what I'm saying is that Pfizer knew that it was dangerous. The governments knew it was dangerous but they did not take the decision of actually 
uh, calling for the cancellation of the vaccine. Okay? They did not. Uh, and uh, the following stage, uh, we enter into a different context because inasmuch as the governments could have taken that decision to cancel it, it would still be manslaughter. But once they give their green light to the pharmaceutical companies and go ahead, do it, it becomes murder from a legal standpoint. Okay. Now, if, if you take that Pfizer report into a court of justice, um, and we, we've gone through a whole process, the whole issue of constitutional rights is irrelevant here. We're not dealing with constitutional rights. The constitutional rights are important. But uh, in this particular case, this is a toxic substance uh, and it has to be repealed. And uh, the governments have the obligation to repeal it. They have, they have the responsibility to respect people's rights, but they also have the responsibility to inform the public that this is a toxic substance and we withdraw it, okay? It has to be withdrawn and it would have to have been withdrawn by Pfizer. And so we're entering into another concept from a, from a legal point of view, it's no longer manslaughter. Uh, we made a mistake, uh, you know, um, it's, it's a deliberate, um, in, a deliberate in, intent to trigger, uh, to trigger mortality and morbidity. Now, maybe the governments have made mistakes. I'm sure they have. But I think that if they consult this document, which, which is there um, and which confirms the impacts on, uh, on, uh, on people's health, cardiovascular, neurological cancer, respiratory, gastrointestinal, uh, and, and so on and so on. There are more than a thousand a thousand um, um, adverse events uh, which are associated with this vaccine. And what I'm saying here is that that report, um, that report of uh, uh, October, well, I'm sorry, it's not of October, it's of February, but it was released in October. And it's a bombshell. It's a bombshell literally because uh, it, it not only it refutes, I mean, this is the irony, not only the, it, does it refute the, the you know, the narrative of, of the governments, okay, the official narrative, which is peddled by the governments and the WHO, which says, oh, no, you, you must get vaccinated. This is the solution to, to the crisis, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No, it, it also confirms the medical analysis of numerous medical doctors, scientists who have revealed the devastating consequences of the mRNA vaccine. But this, what is, what is uh, uh, of significance is that this is a Pfizer confidential report which provides detailed evidence uh, on mortality, morbidity, and the, and the data emanates from the horse's mouth, namely from Pfizer. Now, the, the question is, can this 
uh, report be used to formulate legal procedures against Big Pharma, the governments, the WHO, uh, and, and of course the media, but I, specifically against Big Pharma, uh, which have misled us. Uh, and in a court of law, at least that's my uh, opinion. It's not, I'm not, I'm not a lawyer, uh, but I, I would suspect that in a court of law, the evidence contained in a Big Pharma confidential report, coupled with all the other official data that we have of deaths and adverse events compiled by uh, UK, uh, EU, US, etc., ah, they are irrefutable. Why? Because it is their data and is their estimates, and it, it does not emanate from the critics uh, of, the, of the vaccine. And, uh, and what I'm also saying, of course, that this is not an issue uh, of the rights uh, of uh, people to say, well, um, I, I'm, I'm not going to get vaccinated. And of course, those people lose their jobs. We're beyond that discussion because we are in the position to prove that this vaccine uh, is dangerous to to uh, our fellow citizens, um, our children, and consequently, we require that our governments immediately seize and cancel the vaccination program. That is, uh, in a nutshell, uh, I should mention, because it is relevant, that in the year 2009, Pfizer was accused of fraudulent marketing by the Department of Justice, and it is the only country, I'm sorry, it's the only, it's the only company of the pharmaceutical industry which has a criminal record. Pfizer has a criminal record for fraudulent marketing. And that was announced. It was, it was categorized as the largest healthcare fraud settlement in US history. And that was in 2009. It's on record. Now, how is it that our media never tells us that this major pharmaceutical company, um, which is involved in, in various um, corruption scandals and so on and so forth, in addition to that, is, uh, is uh, had pleaded, okay, uh, they pleaded guilty, guilty to felony charges. And, um, and uh, there was a settlement. Um, it, it, it was uh, of the order of $2.3 billion, not a negligible amount. And then there was, a, there was also a, a, a procedure to of consultation with Pfizer. They didn't actually arrest and imprison anybody, but they did impose what is probably uh, equivalent to, uh, you know, to, uh, to parole or, or um, as you would say, um, uh, that, you know, you're, you're, under the, you're still under the auspices of, our, of, of uh, you know, of, of, um, uh, of the Department of Justice. Um, and uh, you have to respond to a parole officer and so, so on and so forth. The I won't get into the institutional um, 
um, issues behind this judgment. But what I'm saying is the following. Pfizer has a criminal record for fraudulent marketing back in 2009. But and um, oh, yes, it was called an integrity agreement, an integrity agreement. That's what they they put forth with the Office of Inspector General of the Department of Health and Human Services so that they had to consult and make sure that they're going to be honest in the future. Well, they're not honest in the future. And what has happened with this vaccine does not compare to the accusations of fraudulent marketing because it, helped, it, it affects the livelihood of millions of people around the world. And uh, in other words, I, I don't want to politicize this, uh, but I think we have enough data and information to immediately call for the cancellation of this vaccine. And we also have enough information and material and concepts that the confidential document of Pfizer, which is now in the public domain, um, which can be consulted and should be consulted, confirms that Pfizer is responsible under, well, that's for the judges to decide, but I would distinguish between a civilian lawsuit on, on the one hand and a criminal lawsuit by Her Majesty in Canada, it's Her Majesty. Uh, in the United States, it's the Department of Justice. But what we're dealing with uh, has to be, first of all, resolved by the immediate withdrawal of this vaccine worldwide. And in as far as they are victims, there are millions of victims across the land in 190 countries worldwide, um, a process of a class action lawsuit to compensate the victims must be commenced, which will gather tens of thousands of victims uh, in solidarity with one another against uh, this, um, this vaccine, uh, which is leading to numerous deaths, as well as so-called adverse uh, events. Um, well, when, when we say adverse event, events, I think it's a non-descriptive non type of concept. It essentially is morbidity, what, what medical doctors call morbidity. You get sick, okay? Now, you, you, you take the vaccine and then all of a sudden you have cardiovascular problems or you, have, or you have a renewed cancer. All of this we can document because there's so many people who have been victims of this vaccine. But bear in mind that document of Pfizer is the avenue to confronting the pharmaceutical industry. It's a declassified document, okay? It's declassified and it's now available and we can look at it. And in fact, they wanted to retain it as classified for, for numerous years, you know. So there we are. Uh, look at the declassified document. 
um, declassified as almost an intelligence military concept. And there we have enough information to say that on the 28th of February of 2021, they should have put an end to the vaccination program. Professor, we thank you very much for this week. It's all the time that we have. The message was really clear. We thank you very much. And I would like to remind uh, to the auditor what you, um, you said in your article. You gave some recommendation to people and you said that do not get vaccinated. Stand in solidarity with those who have been vaccinated. Inform people across the land in your community on uh, the health risk. Take a firm stance against the vaccine passport. So we thank you very much to be with us each week. And I would like to thank uh, Lux Media and his team. Please uh, be sure uh, that you understand very well that these reinformation media are very important to let you know what is going on and inform you. And please don't hesitate to support us. Uh, we c you can follow our work on the platform www.stu-dio.tv and it's, um, it's um, many uh, shows that we do each month and uh, they are all in interesting. Thank you very much for being with us. Bye-bye. Bye-bye for now. <laughs> okay, that was a uh, really good breakdown. You know, I've had that document... Um, for over a year and uh, the fact that um, he broke it down the way he did showing that it was uh, you know I never looked at the dates on the thing that was one of the big things I didn't realize that it was in the first two and a half months that the shot was out that it had those kind of numbers uh, but I'd gone over the document several times I just never looked at the dates and uh, he did a great job of breaking it down the fact that uh, they knew about this stuff so early on and instead of uh, uh, pulling the things immediately, they went forward, and that changed it from manslaughter to murder. Because now it was uh, there was a culpable mental state, basically, is the term that we use in law enforcement. Um, they had knowledge and uh, apparently full understanding what was going on, and yet they did it anyway. So that increases the um, uh, uh, severity of the crime. And, of course, you know, he was talking millions. There were billions of people who were victims of this. We've had over 2 billion worldwide with adverse events and 20 million dead so far from these jabs. Imagine if we would do an international class action suit representing all of those people and do it against not just Pfizer, but, by, uh, but uh, uh, Moderna, J&J, &J, you know, once and for all, we could potentially get rid of these uh, scourges on the face of the earth, these drug companies that produce these toxic bioweapons. And the remainder of the article says this is de facto mea culpa on the part of Pfizer. Global research concludes, yes, it is a killer vaccine. It is also a mea culpa on, and treason on the part of corrupt national governments worldwide, which are being threatened and bribed by big pharma. So uh, some scary stuff. And um, I have a book sitting here next to me that I picked up and just opened randomly to a page. And I'm going to read This is from The Poison Needle, Suppressed Facts About Vaccination by Eleanor McBean. She wrote this book in 1957. 
So it's not like it's new information. Um, and I, the funny thing on this, I just noticed on this book, there are no page numbers. It's a couple hundred pages long, but there are absolutely not a single page number. I'm not sure why they did it that way, but I just happened to open to this page at random, and here we have falsified smallpox reports. In numerous reports, we find incontestable proof from government records and hospital data, etc., that smallpox increased the, in the counties or countries uh, having compulsory vaccination. It is only natural that it should do so because the admitted purpose of vaccination is to engraft a mild form of smallpox into the patient. Because there is no test and no control that can assure a mild case, we find that the induced disease is often more severe than natural smallpox and frequently terminates in death. And I've got several other books that confirm all that. In disregard to the known facts and the statements of the world's greatest medical authorities on the subject, the Los Angeles City and County Health Departments claim that their annual vaccination campaigns have absolutely wiped out smallpox in the county. <laughs> yeah, right. In this large population of 4 million people, Los Angeles County, with its uh, thousands of people infected with the disease in each vaccination drive, and the increase of all other diseases after each of these five blood poisoning sprees, the record department omits from the records all the smallpox cases and issues the report that there has not been one case of smallpox in the county for the past 10 years. In the complete record of 48 diseases reported, smallpox was the only one on the list that showed no report of cases. When a cover-up job is overdone, it makes people suspicious. So I went to the county hospital to check more closely. They willingly gave me the information I asked for on all other diseases except smallpox. The record department flatly refused to let me see those records or even know if there were any cases at that time in the hospital. Disgusted, but not discouraged, I walked across the grounds toward the contagion ward and met a nurse coming from there. I walked with her and chatted a bit and then asked her if there were any cases of smallpox in her department. She said, yes. <laughs> I asked how many were there and she said, I haven't any idea. I said, I take it from that that there are more than half a dozen. She said, oh, yes. I haven't uh, been assigned the job of counting them, so I really don't know. I said, uh, are you sure they, uh, they are smallpox and not just chickenpox? She said, they're smallpox, and keep them, uh, we keep them separate from the chickenpox. I rushed back to the record department and told them what I had learned and demanded to see the records that should be uh, public property and in, in, in a tax-supported public institution. The girl looked worried and went into the inner office and called someone on the phone. When she came back, she said that the smallpox report was not available as it was being worked on. So there we have the answer. Whenever we see a statement about smallpox being wiped out by vaccination, we can be quite sure that the cases have been concealed in the closed contagion ward and the records have been worked on. Other investigations have shown that in the official scrambling of figures, 
The mild case of smallpox are placed on a list of such diseases as chickenpox and measles, while the serious cases are recorded as syphilis, scrofula, uh, or something else. George Bernard Shaw said, During the last considerable epidemic at the turn of the century, I was a member of the health committee of London Borough Council, and I learned how the credit of vaccination is kept up statistically by diagnosing all the revaccinated cases of smallpox as pustular eczema, varioloid or what uh, or whatnot, except smallpox. And that is the common thing, as a matter of fact, the re-designation. Uh, um, the same thing happened with polio. Once the polio... Uh, vaccines were out polio cases exploded but those cases when they showed up were renamed as multiple sclerosis um, ALS um, a couple of other things but they they gave it some other name with the you know it's the same disease with the exact uh, same symptomology they just put another name on it so they could say oh but polio has been eradicated that's the kind of crap that we get from the government it's absolutely disgusting, and uh, people shouldn't put up with it, but unfortunately, they don't know any better. Sad situation. Um, just checking some few, a few things here. Uh, uh, what I just read was actually from a book. Um, the, um, yeah, what I just read is from the book The Poison Needle, Suppressed Facts About Vaccination by Eleanor McBean. And um, she wrote this in 1957, and I just uh, just ordered it a couple of months ago. Um, haven't had a chance to really get into it. I just saw it sitting there. I figured I'm just going to open it to a random page and see what shows up. <laughs> uh, there's, and the, these books are loaded. And this book is mentioned by other books, um, lots and lots and lots of them. And... Uh, one of the really good ones out there is called Dissolving Illusions by Suzanne Humphreys and Roman uh, Bistrionic. They have all the government charts showing that uh, prior to uh, any, you pick any vaccine you want, and they have the charts that show that usually 20 to 30 years at least before the, the vaccine was rolled out, the uh, incidence of those that disease had been uh, reduced probably by 96 to 98 percent so it was almost gone long 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 before the vaccine was ever rolled out and in virtually every case once the jabs were rolled out the incidence of the disease came back you know they actually caused more uh, illness so uh, this art, this argument that they put up that we got rid of all these childhood diseases because of the vaccines it's all a lie and uh, Dissolving Illusions provides the actual government documents showing that. They have the, uh, the charts and graphs from all the different um, uh, government agencies that track these things, showing that uh, it was not vaccines, but it was uh, cleanliness, basically um, improvement, improvements in the infrastructure where you have better sewage treatment, you had uh, sanitary conditions, you had clean water, clean food, um, that kind of thing, uh, tenements getting torn down and real housing built, uh, all those kind of things are what really got rid of these childhood diseases long before the jabs were ever rolled out. So anyway, 
uh let's see what else we got here um apple permanently or announces new climate change initiative to permanently remove all carbon from earth's atmosphere through planetary terraforming and genocide and it's got a picture of the idiot jim uh, tim cook sitting there with a big cheshire cat grin on his face do these idiots know they're committing suicide to remove all carbon from the earth's atmosphere <laughs> and what i can't get over is the people out there that are pro climate change propaganda that are so stupid they don't realize that carbon dioxide is one of the most necessary things for life on earth and if you get rid of co2 you're basically killing everything that lives plants animals people you name it in the span of just a few decades environmentalism has changed from being all about protecting the environment to now wanting to destroy it billionaire eugenicist bill gates for example wants to cut down all the trees while apple is going after carbon one of the basic building blocks of all life on earth yeah watch uh i think it was uh, star trek that we're carbon-based life forms and it's true in a new climate change in, in advertisement if you can stomach it the video is below apple employees of mostly the non-white variety can be seen sitting around a large conference room table talking to mother nature who was depicted as you guessed it a black woman since western media now depicts the general population as being mostly black even though black people make up just 12 percent of the united states population it only makes sense that apple would choose to feature a black woman as the face of the planet and in the and the environment in the ad mother nature enters the room and starts libsplaining all about global warming and climate change and how apple can solve the crisis by permanently removing all carbon from the atmosphere watch below if you dare okay <laughs> i can't help it i've got to see this idiocy um i'm gonna set the screaming up there we go all righty then grasslands in kenya why our aim is to permanently remove carbon from the atmosphere what about your water usage? We've reduced it. By how much? 63 billion gallons. 63 million? Billion. Hmm, that was short and sweet. Um, at Apple, we believe that climate change is one of the world's, world's most urgent priorities, and we are deeply committed to doing our part. Today, we had a special guest, a real force of nature. Stop by to check on our progress. Okay, let's see what this one does. Welcome to Apple. Welcome to Apple. Hi, I'm she Tim. How is the weather coming in? Hi, I'm Tim. Yeah, I'm going to do the offices already carbon neutral, then, right? Yeah, all yours.
I hope we didn't keep you waiting. Mother Nature. Mother Nature, welcome to Apple. How, how was the weather getting in? The weather was however I wanted it to be. Let's cut to the chase. In 2020, you promised to bring Apple's entire carbon footprint to zero by 2030. Henry David Thoreau over here said we have a profound opportunity to build a more sustainable future for the planet we share. I think our 10 o'clock said the same thing. They all do. All right. This is my third corporate responsibility gig today, so who wants to disappoint me first? Well, we've got some updates we're excited to share with you. Materials? Status? Is there a materials person here? Yes. We are in the process of eliminating all plastic from our packaging by the end Let of- Let me guess. 50 years from now when someone else is left holding the bag? By the end of next year, actually. When we're also currently using 100% recycled aluminum in the enclosures of all our MacBooks, Apple TVs, Apple Watch. What about iPod Shuffle? The, well, it's just not. It's a joke. Don't you people make Ted Lasso? Oh, that's a different group. Um, we're also phasing out leather in our iPhone cases. What about Brando over there? They phasing you out too? Oh. What's next? Electricity. Electricity status. Uh, 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 we're operating on 100% clean electricity. What runs on 100% clean electricity? Every Apple office, store, and data center runs on clean electricity, thanks to you and your powerful wind and, and sun. Mm. And Apple offices are already carbon neutral. Yeah. This building is carbon neutral? Oh, yeah, we, we do it with a mix of clean energy and eliminating greenhouse emissions. It's kind of like if you were to... You're uh, seriously explaining carbon neutrality to Mother Nature? Right, no, I'm sorry. You want to tell me how photosynthesis works, too? Don't. Um, also, over 300 suppliers have committed to using 100% clean, renewable electricity. What's next? Transportation. I'm proud to report that we're shipping more products by ocean rather than air, which reduces transportation emissions by 95%. 95%? Not too bad. I'm also happy to report that we're investing in projects around the world that protect the Earth's soil, plants, and trees. <laughs> Everyone says they're planting trees. We've planted forests. Oh, hello. Where? Paraguay, Brazil. What, are you trying to save the tropical savanna? Yes. And we've also restored mangroves in Colombia. What else? Grasslands in Kenya. Why? Our aim is to permanently remove carbon from the atmosphere. What about your water usage? We've reduced it. By how much? 63 billion gallons. 63 million? Billion. As you can see, we've innovated and retooled almost every part of our process to reduce our impact on the planet. But there's still a lot more work to do. And there's something else we wanted to share with you. You're not trying to bribe Mother Nature with Apple swag. It's Apple's very first carbon neutral product. Hmm. I want to see you do more of this. You will. When? By 2030, all Apple devices will have a net zero climate impact. All of them? All of them. They better. They will.
Okay, good. See you next year. Don't disappoint your mother. Good grief. What a joke. It's so sad that so many intelligent people have bought into this fraud. Apple CEO Tim Cook tweeted the video as well, along with a message to Apple customers and X, formerly Twitter, users that his company believes that one of the world's most urgent priorities involves fixing the alleged problem of climate change. And you can bet that he didn't use the word alleged. <laughs> Today, we had a special guest, a real force of nature, stop by to check on our progress we treated, trying to make a joke. Apple's obsession with black people and global warming is about as cringeworthy as it gets. The video opens with Tim Cook and his employees rushing into the conference room nervously while waiting for Mother Nature to arrive. When she shows up all sassy and ready to wag her finger, Cook and the rest eagerly hang on her every word about how to deal with climate change. <laughs> table starts to rumble like an earthquake, and the black woman playing the role of Mother Nature is quite large. Yeah, as a matter of fact, she, was, uh, she played Minnie in... Um, what was the name of that movie? Uh, um, the Help. She did a great job in that movie. She's a good actress. And uh, unfortunately, I hate to see her acting in such a stupid role here. She did a good job with it. But again, it was a role that has absolutely no meaning whatsoever other than the fact that it's just one more thing to help dumb down the people of this world to make them think that climate change is real. So it only makes sense before she sashays into the room and sarcastically apologizing, sort of, for keeping everyone waiting. <laughs> Mother Nature, welcome to Apple, Cooks, then states to in dweebish form. How is the weather getting in? <laughs> oh, good grief. Anyway, let's see. It's basically the rest of this is just a, a re-breakdown of what you just heard. No sense in going over all again. But the bottom line is... Unfortunately, like all other big global companies, for some reason, Apple and all the rest have bought into the lie of climate change, and it's all about genocide. That's what it boils down to. What they are proposing here is literally the death of all life on planet Earth. Why on Earth would anybody uh, be involved with that? But I don't know. Kirby, you got a question or something? You're unmuted and you're making some noise in the background. Apparently not, so I will mute him. <laughs> Come on. There we go. Yeah, that happens every once in a while. I don't know how it did, but anyway. He's been there for all this time and just recently somehow got unmuted and started making noise. Anyway, yeah, basically what Apple is, uh, their goal you know, even though they don't say it here, and I'm not sure if they're aware of it, they should be, but their goal is literally the death of all life on this planet. And I'm sitting here looking at a 27-inch Apple iMac Pro and an Apple iPhone 13 Pro 
and a Apple Watch on my wrist. It just makes me sick that the best computers in the world are produced by a company with such idiotic uh, goals. And what's really making me mad is when I buy these things, it's supporting this idiocy. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to find a way to stop doing this because I don't want to be a part of this crap. The only thing I can think of is I'll have to buy them used so that they're not, you know, when I buy it, the money's already been made from the things, I guess. I don't know, but I won't be contributing. Just an absolutely disgusting situation. You know, one of the biggest companies in the world, right up there with Walmart. Uh, Not sure which one is actually on top, but they both got, you know, they're both big and they're both stupid. Uh, but Apple is really stupid, and this this thing about carbon neutralness and you know climate change and everything—they're one of the biggest companies out there pushing this idiocy, and it's sad. And I don't know if it's coming from Tim Cook, the board of directors, or what, but somehow or another, we got to have a change at Apple to get them to keep making the best computers on the planet. But at the same time, using common sense and having the guts to stand up and say, we're not buying into this garbage because it's all a load of crap. Anthropomorphic or man-made climate change is a non-issue, period. If man wanted to, they couldn't have the change on climate that they think that we're producing right now. Absolute insanity. All right, last few minutes, what we got. Let's take a look over here real quick. Um, Pandemics are impossible without fear. Yeah, this is something I want to jump into because this is so accurate. Pandemics are impossible without fear. The alternative media is doing their best to keep the culture of fear going from with fake virus propaganda. A virus that has a death rate of 40 to 75% is infecting and killing media people in India. Fear porn. Fake. There are many ways to lock or look back historically on the great COVID con that began in 2020, commonly referred to as the alternative media by names such as Plandemic, Scamdemic, etc. Perhaps the best way to describe what happened in early 2020 that spread all across the world is to describe it as a pandemic of fear. Because if the majority of people around the world who were exposed to this campaign had not responded in fear, it would have just been another garden variety virus that they have tried uh, to use to create fear every year prior to COVID, such as the bird flu, Zika, Ebola, etc. I give John Rappaport credit for being the first person in the alternative media in 2020 to clearly articulate just what happened in Wuhan, China, that caused the rest of the world to follow their lead in their response to the coronavirus outbreak. This is what I wrote back on May 5th of 2020. What really happened in Wuhan at the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020 that started this whole pandemic? Was COVID-19 something that escaped a laboratory that was being developed as a weapon? Or was it something that developed out of Wuhan's live markets? Wet markets, actually. Or was it something else? 
like the rollout of 5G in the city. Wuhan is one of the largest cities in China with a population of over 11 million people. It is also one of China's most polluted cities. And it's also the first, China, first city in the world to be covered in every square inch with 5G. According to John Rappaport, none of these things are responsible for what is happening today. It was the fact that the Chinese government was able to conceive or convince over 50 million people to stay home voluntarily, <laughs> yeah, with no pro after being welded into their buildings, with no protests, no demonstrations, no resistance. Previously, thousands of people had protested in Wuhan for lesser causes, such as the city's terrible pollution problem. But when 50 million people are convinced to stay home over fear of something called coronavirus, the World Health Organization and other global medical leaders cheered, and it became the blueprint for the rest of the world. Fear was the key factor that enabled most of the world's population to accept emergency orders that suspended the Constitution of the United States and allowed the tyrants to lock us down and then mandate experimental vaccines for this, for this COVID-19 killer virus. The whole COVID-19 pandemic would have run the same course as every other virus pandemic that preceded it and fizzled into nothing if only fear had been absent in sufficient amounts, as all the previous deadly pandemics were uh, that were all scripted with the hope of the outcomes that they finally achieved in 2020. And it will be fear again that will lay the groundwork for the next pandemic, and that fear is being kept alive today mostly in the alternative media with stories that have appeared in recent days trying to scare people into believing that there is a new virus that is about to be unleashed on the public. Ooh. And I'm putting a link to this in the chat room and on the Telegram channel. There we go. Give me just a second here. Do, 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 do. There we go. And it's on Telegram as well. All righty then. Um, <laughs> where was I? Oh, there it is. Uh, I featured one of those articles in the image at the top of the article where the heading reads a virus that has a death rate of 40 to 75 percent is infecting and killing people in india wow that is something truly awful that we are most assuredly would fear but is it true what were the author's sources for this armageddon type of apocalyptic warning here is the intro into the article and the emphasis is mine or mr Silhabe's. For years, the World Health Organization has considered the, the Nipah virus to be a priority pathogen because it has the potential to cause a worldwide pandemic. Thankfully, up to this point, um, that has not happened, but now an outbreak in India is making headlines all over the globe. Two victims have already died, and there are four others that have tested positive. A five-kilometer containment zone has been established around the homes of the two men that died, and schools and businesses in the region are being forced to shut down. Authorities are hoping that m such extreme measures will stop this outbreak before it can really get going. But as you will see below, that may not be so easy. That being said, we are out of time, 
And uh, we'll be back in an hour uh, with the afternoon version of Your DIY Health on the same venue. And we'll be back Thursday morning, same bat time, same bat channel here too. So take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. We will see you soon. Take care and God bless.